This podcast is brought to you by Bruner Communications, your best resource for public speaking, presentation, and storytelling skills. Visit LizBruner.com and take your skills to the next level. Martha Stewart, Vera Wang, Sarah Blakely. What do these women have in common with my guest today? They have all made career changes, and they also believe it's never too late to make a career change. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and I'm excited to introduce you to a woman who took a 15-year career break from her successful PR career, and thanks to a little part-time job at her kid's school, launched a whole new career as a web designer. Ruth Ann Bowen is the founder and owner of Wix Design Her. Ruth Ann, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much. Boy, listening to that intro, I was like, wow, that's really impressive. I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> it is impressive. Your company is really focused on helping women design their own websites, and you just launched your first book, The Female Entrepreneur's Guide to Creating a Webcast in a Weekend. Now, I know even with your help, I probably couldn't do that, but can you really create a new website in a weekend? Yes, absolutely. I know that when the topic of building a website comes up, it can be very overwhelming. There's a lot of technical things that go along with it. There's a lot of design aspects that people aren't so sure about. But really, when it comes right down to it, I've taken the four most important things, the strong foundational pillars that you really need to build a really great website. And that would be discovering your audience, defining your content, then designing your website, and then dominating your SEO. So if you notice, the design aspect is actually the third chapter. It's the third part. So there's a lot of groundwork that needs to get done before you actually even start to design the website. That's excellent advice. Wow. Hadn't thought of it like that. It's really important to understand those first two aspects, which is understanding your audience and then defining your content, because that is where you're really resonating and communicating with your audience. And that's what needs to be front and center and what's going to grab people's attention when they're on your website. So understanding those two things first really helps create that better website presence where you'll see those results you're really looking for. Well, in some respects, your target audience, the group that you really are inspired to work with, are women entrepreneurs. How did that come about? Why women entrepreneurs? Oh, I have a passion for them, probably because I'm one too. But I really feel for, especially the female entrepreneur starting the second chapter of her life, maybe they are 50 and above, you know, we didn't grow up with computers. We right. grew up with Sesame Street and Romper Room and watching black and white TV that went off at midnight. The idea of creating a website can sometimes be very overwhelming. I have found that one of the things, one of the skills and strengths that I have is really gravitating towards that technical aspect. So I love going into the computer and digging around and finding things. And my family's always teasing me, you know, if something goes wrong with the TV, go find mom. She's the techie, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So that comes easy to me. And I know that it doesn't come easy to a lot of other women who are, you know, in that older second chapter of their life type of thing. I want to make that easy for them. It doesn't have to be hard. So I want to use the gifts and talents that I've been given to help them in an area where maybe they feel weak so that they get that piece 
of the marketing puzzle together and they can move forward with confidence. And I find it fascinating that you you even admit that was really, you were not a techie until now because your background back in the early 90s, these were your PR days and you had this dream job at Warner Brothers Alliance. And I know when we were having our first conversation, you were sharing with me some of the experiences. You've got to share some of those with our audience because they were pretty heady days. Oh my goodness, yes. So for a young 20-something, that was the dream job, working with artists and having the backstage passes and traveling and the concerts and, you know, just picture the, like you said, the heady life. I had the opportunity to live that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, The music industry also is a very creative environment. I really gravitated to that because of the creative nature in myself. When I would go to work, yes, it was somewhat of a corporate environment. I put corporate in quotes. We wore jeans and we were very casual. Like we were casual before casual was a thing. (laughs) Before casual Friday was a thing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We were casual every day. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that when we were working with these artists, they weren't coming in in suit and ties. They were coming in in their everyday wear. So we were just like, well, we'll just meet them where they're at. Sure. My PR days were a lot of fun, just getting to work with a lot of the bigger media, you know, the TV stations and the magazines and pitching the stories. And it was just a great dream job. Absolutely fun with a capital F. (laughs) Sounds amazing. And yet you did choose to walk away from this exciting dream job. And some would say it was pretty brave of you to do that. How and why did you make that decision to leave? And was it a difficult one? You know, at the time, it wasn't difficult. At the time, I was pregnant with our first son, and I knew myself enough to know that I would not be able to run a company and raise my baby at the same time. I want to give 110% to my clients. And I just knew for me, that one of my weaknesses is I don't do multitasking very well. I decided I would shut down the PR agency that I had started after Warner Brothers and stay home full time to raise my son. And then eventually we had a daughter. And at the time that I made that decision, it was a no brainer for me, knowing what my weaknesses were and I wouldn't be able to do both very well. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. And when time comes to come back in, there's always going to be another job out there. That was my thought process. I'll always be able to find another job, but I won't always have my son at one, two, three, you know what I mean? It was a pretty easy decision at the time. Well, fast forward 15 (laughs) years. Did you expect it was going to be a hiatus of 15 years? (laughs) No, I don't think I did. I think I was expecting more like eight to 10 you know, as life has it, it didn't work out that way. So uh, fast forward 15 years and the landscape of PR, as you know, changed dramatically with the onset of social media and the way that people were pitching and the way the media was receiving information. I missed that entire shift, the the whole thing. So when it came time to re-enter the workforce, it was actually a grieving process. I really grieved it, went through a whole, uh, the whole emotional upheaval of, oh my gosh, that's what I did. And it's all different now. So what am I going to do? And there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of tears shed, but eventually I got past all that. I worked through that and realized that, you know, Ruth Ann is more than a publicist. 
I had tied my identity to what I did so tightly that I felt like I was frozen and couldn't move forward. But once I realized that, hey, I have a whole lot more to offer than just my PR skills. Let's find something new. Let's find a new passion, something that I, you know, something else that I can gravitate to and love. You know, but I have to come back to that point that you just made about really kind of stepping back and assessing because that's a scary step even in and of itself. Because so often we are tied to what we used to do or who we used to be, as opposed to what could I be going forward. Yes. Because there's no roadmap for that. No. And you don't know what you're going to find. The scary part was coming to terms with the fact that maybe that's the only skill I have. What if that's the only skill I have? Then what am I going to do? Well, if that was what the case was going to be, then I thought, well, then I'll figure it out. I'll I'll go back to school and get another degree if I have to in communications. Like I was all prepared (laughs) to do that. Totally prepared to do that. As it turned out, as you said in the intro, Through that very small part-time job that I took, I discovered web design just from the little introduction that I had at that that job, literally was able to turn that into my new career. So finding that and understanding it's not just what I do, but it's who I am that Mm -hmm. I offer people. Mm -hmm. That was the real shift for me. Well, this job was only $10 an hour, I think, is, is what I remember mm-hmm. reading. And it was helping out at your kid's school. They needed help with the school website. But you really didn't know anything about web design at that time, did you? Not at that point. I had had a little bit of an introduction with a blog that another friend of mine and I had a few years earlier. But as far as really deep dive into the whole web design aspect of it, no, I was brand new. And, you know, that was the beauty of the platform that I came across, which is Wix. Building on Wix made it very easy to become accustomed to the build of a website. It's a drag and drop interface uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with it. The way I compare it is, you know, there are a lot of people who build on WordPress and WordPress is great for certain companies and businesses, but it is a little bit more of a technical type of software platform, whereas Wix is more drag and drop mm-hmm. if you're used to working in, say, a Word document or Canva or something along those lines, Wix would be very easy because you just click, drag, and drop, literally. When I discovered that, hey, this is actually something I enjoy doing, and I found myself doing it in my spare time. And when you find yourself doing something in your spare time... That's a clue. (laughs) It's a clue, right, exactly. I started building websites for fun, literally for fun, just to see what I could come up with. And then came across the Wix certification program that they had at that time. They don't have that anymore. But I went through that because for me, that was the validation that I needed to be able to springboard and say to people, hey, I'm legit. I know what I'm doing. You can hire me to do this. And once I had that, it was like off to the races. I was calling people, talking with people, you know, offering my web design services. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And I was able to launch into a full-time career with it. It really is extraordinary. You talked a little bit a moment ago about how the world had changed in those 15 years from the time when you ended one business and, and took time off to be with your family to now where you're launching another business. How did you figure it all out? And what is the one thing that you wish you had known before 
you started your web design business? One of the things that I should have done, hindsight 2020, is kept a mentor. I had a mentor when I was back in my PR days, really didn't get another mentor until just another year or two ago. At that point in time, when I was trying to figure out what am I supposed to do, I wish I had had a life coach or a business coach or somebody like that, that I could go to that could help me work through some of that, maybe a little quicker Hmm. and maybe have a few more insights and tools of things that maybe I should have been thinking about at that point in time. I'm a really big believer in delegating what you don't know. Hmm. And that includes when you feel like maybe you need some help working things out from an emotional standpoint as well. If I had had a life coach at that point, it probably would have helped me get past some of those hurdles and some of those fears maybe a little bit faster. That would have been a really good thing, I think, looking back hindsight 2020. So if anyone finds themselves in that place, and if you have a life coach that you can go to, I would highly recommend that Mm -hmm. because they're wonderful about getting you to that place of recognition of what your strengths are and what you have to offer people and really give you that emotional boost to keep moving forward. It's been five years since you launched this web design business. And do you feel like there was ever a time when you were afraid it wouldn't succeed or that you had made such a mistake or a failure that you weren't sure how you were going to come out of it? Because you just said you wished you had had even a life coach or a mentor to kind of bounce things off of. Was there ever that point where you thought, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to make this? Absolutely. Every day. (laughs) Every day. It's still something I, I struggle with. You know, as an entrepreneur, nothing's guaranteed. Right. There's always that focus of, you know, how do you get the more leads and turning leads into sales? And it's, it's a constant everyday issue for any entrepreneur. Yes, I do struggle with that idea of failure. But at the same time, I always think, what's the worst that could possibly happen? So I'll just pick myself up and start over. Look, I've already done it one time. I'll yeah. be able to do it again. I just remind me, myself of that and that resilience is what really keeps any entrepreneur on their feet, up and going. We've all heard stories of the rags to riches have just really horrible background stories, but look where they are today. They were able to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that that deep dive into discovering who you are and what those strengths are has a lot to do with that. Because when you're believing in yourself and you're believing in those strengths and the good that you have to offer, Nothing can stop you. Mm. Nothing can stop you. And so at the end of the day, the size of your company doesn't really matter. It's what you're being able to offer those people who you're actually helping. One of the things that I do with a lot of my clients is try to help them connect the dots, if you will, the themes and patterns that run through their lives that lead them to where they are today. What do you think has led to your success? And I am going to call it a success, despite the fact that every day as entrepreneurs, we go, am I going to fail? (laughs) But what do you think it takes to be successful? And where do, for you, those experiences, those themes and patterns come from? What were they? Well, number one, you have to be flexible. Mm. You can't be married to any type of expectation or a vision for what you think absolutely has to be. Because sometimes life is going to take you on a journey where you can't see that vision so clearly. So you have to be willing to be flexible, to pivot, to learn something new, 
Mm-hmm. To not be married to a certain idea or or number or dollar amount, you really need to have that ability to say, okay, this isn't working. What can I do to fix it? And what steps do I need to take to maybe go around this challenge so that I can get back to that vision that I'm that I see in my head? So flexibility, number one, you've got to have that. And then again, the resilience that I was referring to earlier, that is another key factor in getting you through and connecting those dots like you were talking about, because sometimes those dots are pretty far apart and you're going to have to take a really big leap. Just having the faith and the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to jump no matter what. (laughs) I'm going to take this leap. We're going to see where I land. And you know what? Sometimes you land on a star. Sometimes you land on a shooting star every once in a while. I would say that having that flexibility, encourage people to really dig down deep into that resilience that is there. I believe we all have it. It's just a matter of finding it. Those two things in particular, I think, are what really helped connect the dots Mm. for me when I look back. One of my favorite quotes that's coming to my mind as I listen to you And I know it's one that strengthened me when I launched my business back in 2013, and it's from Robert Schuller. and I'm going to guess you know this quote, which is, what would you attempt to do if you knew, if you knew you would not fail? How many of us would take that leap of faith that you just talked about if we knew we were not going to fail? I think we'd be living a really great life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when you think about what the possibilities are and all of the strengths and all of the talents that each of us possesses, if we actually even use a tenth of that, what an incredible life we would lead and what an incredible value we would be able to pour into people. One of my favorite things about what I do is when a female entrepreneur that I'm working with walks away with that aha moment where she learned how to do something whether it was a big thing or a small thing, she's now empowered to do that from here on out. And she won't have to call me about that one certain thing again because I was able to teach her. So I was able to plant that within her. Mm. And for all of us, we all have things that we can teach people, that we can plant in them so that they're able to go and be empowered to do what they're supposed to do. So I think the world would be full of a lot of people on fire for what they do (laughs) and their strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we'd be seeing a whole lot of just high fives and success stories, because once you tap into that, there's no stopping you. You've shared some wonderful advice throughout our conversation, but I would like to ask you, is there even any additional advice that you would want to share with people who are thinking of making a career change, are thinking of getting back into the workforce, male or female, because after this time of pandemic, there are a lot of people who are rethinking what they used to do from a career standpoint and what could they do next. What advice would you have for people? One of the best things you could do is not worry about the future, which is really hard. I I get that. (laughs) But take the time to get to really know yourself as yourself and not what your past employment was. What I mean by that is what you do is not who you are. Take some time to really dig deep and do that soul searching and figure out who you are first 
and then figure out, okay, this is who I am. Now, what am I going to do with that? Who do I want to serve with that? And I think if you come at it from a, a servant's heart attitude, you'll find that it's not hard to figure out then what your next step should be. Mm. I would encourage people to take that time, you know, whether it's a week or a month or a few months, or like I said earlier, finding that life coach, take that time to really figure that step out. Because once you have that figured out, then the rest is, I'll say easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's never easy to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Right. It's easier. It's easier. Indeed. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Ruth Ann, just go to her website, which is wixdesignher.com. That's W-I-X-Design, D-E-S-I-G-N-H-E-R.com. And we also have an easy link for you to get her book, The Female Entrepreneur's Guide to Creating a Website in a Weekend, in our show notes. Ruth Ann, it sounds like you are living your best life, and I really appreciate you reminding us that it's just never too late to reinvent ourselves, recreate it is what I call it, when we can share all those gifts and talents that you talked about and share them with the world. Thank you so much. Liz, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It has been an honor. Thanks. You're so welcome. I am honored for having you as my guest. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. May the stories you hear on this podcast inspire you to live your best life. And I invite you to share any of these episodes with friends and family, subscribe, pass them on so that everyone can be inspired too. It's never too late. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.